The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pharrell has taken over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Stakes, chicks, stacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell, coast to coast. All right, Pharrell, back on coast to coast. Carver High, we're going to start with a a little more baseball talk here in the second hour. Yes, uh, end of an era for the Chicago Cubs, Scotty. Theo Epstein is out. He is leaving the franchise. Uh, Jed Hoyer is going to be the new president of baseball operations. You know the story with Theo, Scotty. Um, He's got two of the... Biggest World Series wins you could ever have. He ended the curse in Boston and ended the drought in Chicago with the Cubs. So now he goes away. Uh, Reports I saw from our boy Bob Nightingale says that he's not taking any of these jobs uh, that are out there right now. I know that Met fans and Philly fans uh, were kind of seeing that today, thinking he might go there. Uh, Bob was saying that he's probably going to sit a year out. He wants to get involved in ownership, Scotty, or with a potential new uh, expansion franchise. But still, the legacy that Theo leaves behind, whether these fans like him or not, he did something, especially in Chicago, that, uh, geez, they waited over 100 years for. Yeah, I mean, uh, the guy's got two gigantic championship rings uh, to prove it, and in uh, places they never dreamt of it, Boston and the north side of Chicago. So he can do anything he wants in life in baseball. He could uh, be an owner. He could be in an ownership group. He can start an expansion team in Nashville. Theo Epstein can do whatever he wants because he's already proved that he can do uh, things that were never going to happen. The Red Sox breaking their curse. The Cubs breaking their 108-year curse. That stuff's unequal. The guy's got a rock star status resume. I'm a little surprised he walked away from the Cubs. I guess nowadays... When guys have jobs like this, uh, it's interesting to see how long they stay in these gigs. And when they get bored or they want to move on and and do a new challenge or something different, because when you really look at it, he wasn't there that long, right, on the north side of Chicago, and he's already out. So that surprises me a little bit, especially when you have guys like Cashman with the Yankees for so long. A lot of these guys have long tenures as GMs, 
uh, and they don't let go of him. A job like the Cubs is one of them. I'm a little surprised uh, that he walked away. He must have something up his sleeve. I don't think he's just going to sit around and twiddle his thumbs. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if those rumors about Nashville are true and that he'd be a part owner there. You mentioned it with George before. Uh, it seems like the Mets are in on anybody and everybody uh, that's either a free agent or a trade. Today's rumor is Marcelo Zuna, of course, had a monster year for the Braves. That would be a big get for them if they could take him away from there. Uh, historic hire last week, as we know, Miami Marlins hiring Kim Ng to be the new GM. She spoke to the media for the first time uh, yesterday, Scotty. Here she is, and she wants you to know she is not afraid to speak her mind. The one piece of advice I would have is tell people what you think. Um, I don't think that I was ever hired to just nod and play along. You are hired to give your opinion. You're hired for your opinions, and those are those are things that matter. And again, it's you, know, you can bring all the right people to the table, but if they're not talking, you know, if those diverse perspectives are not talking, you don't really have much of anything. And so I always felt that I needed to express myself. And when I didn't agree, I did it. You know, we all did it with respect. Um, you can have different opinions, uh, but those all have to come out. I got to tell you, uh, when you look at her uh, credentials and what she's accomplished and where she's worked, I actually think that um, she should be the baseball commissioner. I think we have a clown running Major League Baseball uh, that has no clue about anything. Uh, players don't like him. I'm not sure the owners like him. Uh, I don't know what he's done to merit that gig, some big shot lawyer. Uh, but she's actually uh, done all the dirty work. She's worked for the best franchises in Major League Baseball. She's worked for baseball's front office. Uh, she's worked the Dodgers, the Yankees, the White Sox. What hasn't she done? She's been incredible. I think she'd be a great commissioner, and I won't be surprised at all if she's very successful in Miami. And if one day we could see her as uh, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, and I mean it, uh, I think she could be the commissioner right now. We welcome in our radio affiliates on Sports Grid Radio. Check out Sports Grid Radio 2 to 4 in the afternoon. Sports Grid Radio overnights for on a bench. Sports Rage, Bagels and Bad Beats. Get the Sports Grid Radio app. We're on Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California as well. I'll see you tonight on a bench at 10 East 7 West. All right, Carver High, where do we go? Uh, you called this one a month ago when he took the mound against the Dodgers in that playoff game. You said it. You know, Clevenger, this isn't going to end well for him. They rushed him out there to pitch that playoff game. He lasted what, an inning, and now he's going to have Tommy John surgery. He's going to miss all of the 2021 season. They did work out an extension with him, so they've got him now for even longer, a couple years beyond, Scotty. So they'll rehab him, they'll get him ready, and Clevenger will be in the Padres' plans down the road. But you were spot on with that. I think uh, they put both of their starting pitchers uh, in peril, putting two guys that were injured out on the mound. Uh, it's unbelievable. And now, but I know they signed him, so he's not going anywhere, but it's going to take a year or more before we see him again. The guy had great stuff. Clevenger was at a complete peak of his career uh, at the point when he got injured. So it'll be interesting to see. Frankly, I think the two most interesting cases are Sale, and Clevenger to see where they are when they finally come back. Little UFC for you, Scotty. My guy from my hometown, Chris Weidman and Baldwin, going to fight Uriah Hall at UFC 258. 
and Max Holloway and Calvin Qatar, January 16th, UFC Fight Night. Holiday, you're going to get him on a fight night? That's not too bad, Scotty. Yeah, and I'll tell you, uh, Weidman beat Hall the first time they fought him a while ago, and I have no interest at all in watching them fight again. Thank you. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, We gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so uh, we're back on Coast to Coast. We bring in our sports business and legal insider on Sports Grid and Coast to Coast and Pharrell on the bench, Rick Harrow from Harvard. Uh, Mr. Harrow, the sports professor. Uh, first of all, I was just talking about Kim Ning, and um, I said that I think that she would be uh, a better commissioner than Rob Manfred right now. I think that her credentials are unequaled by her peers. I think she's had the best jobs in baseball from the Dodgers to the Yankees to the White Sox to the front office of Major League Baseball the last several years. I think that this commissioner is disliked. I think that uh, people are turned off by him. I think she'll do a phenomenal job in Miami. And I think before long, she will be the commissioner of Major League Baseball. How do you like them apples? Well, them apples are interesting, but let's pump the brakes on all of that first. As the first, uh, you know, Asian uh, American female to hold a GM position anywhere. Kudos to her. Kudos to Derek Jeter for making that commitment in as diverse a market as this. South Florida uh, is, is very important for baseball, for South Florida, for sports. And she's tough. She's got to be tough because, as you know, this is a dolphin market. This is a hurricane market and to some extent a heat market. And if you don't win, you are not hated. You're ignored. And we can't have the Marlins being ignored anymore. So there got to be some very quick moves. There's got to be some very tough moves. And frankly, uh, and, and I don't mean this negatively, she can pontificate all she wants about di- being diverse. It's very important for her to say what she said about listening to everybody and speaking your mind. But the first few moves are important. Uh, you know, ownership will give her a budget. And that's the question. What does she do with that budget? So tell me uh, your thoughts on Epstein. You made an interesting point to us in the uh, break about uh, why you think he left the Cubs. Well, here's my thought. Where is it? This thing. So goodbye. That's gone. The rally, wow. uh, the rally, it's over. Uh, I, I don't really mean that. I'm thinking that there were meetings and there were budget discussions. And you've got a team that won in 16, set incredible expectations after 100 years, and 
they may not have the resources to keep Baez, to keep Bryant. They've committed to Rizzo. They need to keep their starting pitchers intact. He made a heck of a decision on you, Darvish, years ago when he was about to be set in the trash heap. He's walking away from up to $10 million, my sources, and I'm told. So he's not doing it for the faint of heart. If I'm Theo Epstein and my brand is important, I realize that I won under impossible odds with the Red Sox, the same with the Cubs, and I know when to walk away. And this may be that situation. Maybe he ends up at ESPN for a year or two. Maybe he ends up at Fox. I don't know about the Nashville deal because it's going to take a while for expansion. That may not happen overnight. And the bottom line is it's better to sit out and be a pundit than going down in a situation where the resources aren't as big as they used to be. Do you think I have any of uh, Theo in me with the way I walked away from Howard and the way I walked away from CBS when I knew the writing was on the wall? You think I learned anything along the way from you, Mr. Harvard lawyer? Yeah, I think you, frankly, are the world expert at walking away from situations that meet certain <laughs> doom. Well, that's all I got to say. Uh, or when they get new owners and new GMs and new coaches or new bosses means a new day somewhere else. Uh, let's talk about the MLS playoffs. They're underway, and no one knew that. No, no one knew that. But they got through their season just like baseball did, just like we'll talk about football, college, and pro. The fact that nobody's talking about it means that we don't have COVID ending the season. The USL, which is the other league in America, they had to cancel their. They cancel, but they had to uh, call it a basically a tie because COVID affected them three days before the situation even started. And so it is good that we don't know about the MLS playoffs, by the way. Did you like how uh, Carver Hike, uh, that Haro right there, changed steering wheels right in the middle of the race after his wheel fell off, uh, and he went right to the second uh, wheel and, and fixed it immediately. I was very impressed. The NFL is a framework for expanding their playoffs. Does that mean we're going to add an eighth team in both uh, conferences? Yeah. Well, you know what it means? It means that we may not have the Super Bowl until uh, early, May, early March. Uh, you heard it here first. And that doesn't mean it's guaranteed. All it means is that there is maximum flexibility. Why do you have to automatically play the playoff games in mid-January? As we've heard from many television executives, uh, the NFL uh, yells the instructions and TV follows, as opposed to the other way around in every sport. So 16 teams. Uh, starting the playoffs and staggering them, giving the ability to postpone a few games if the virus gets bad, uh, even worse than it is today. And that's possible. Uh, remember, the, the virus isn't uh, uh, fine if it doesn't behave well. It does what it wants to. And it's all up to the NFL to decide how to be flexible. So I am bullish getting through the NFL season. I'm just not bullish. We have to get through it by February 7. How about uh, Adam Silver and Michelle Roberts? They got their deal done, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So, uh, you know, November 20, the free agent day on, on Friday and uh, December 22nd, we start warming up for that quadruple header with the NBA. You know, salary cap, really important. It's uh, a big, a big enough number under 934 for the uh, luxury tax. And so it is increasing in revenue, which is also very important. And 
we have the ability to get through the season with some interesting dynamics. We may not have a 72-game season, again, because of COVID, uh, but we're certainly going to try. We've told people that The weekend is going to perform at the Super Bowl. One of Time Magazine's most influential people uh, in 2020. Uh, that's a big gig he's got. How about Roger Goodell, though? He's gotten uh, now more power than ever over team ownership rules. Yeah, here's the important thing. There is a very important NFL debt limit restriction. So only billionaires need to apply, basically, or the guys who have had the franchises years and years and years at $5,000 apiece. That's an issue where the federal government is licking their chops because of the estate taxes when it's transferred. But short term, Roger Goodell now has the ability to find up to millions of dollars each ownership group if they're not in compliance with the debt restrictions. Why? Well, because of COVID and because of cash flow issues, and the commissioner needs to keep a tight financial ship, and that's what this is doing. You and I have been to Homestead for the championship weekend of NASCAR. They moved it to Phoenix in the Valley uh, last weekend. My buddy drove down with his friend from uh, Vegas to the event, and last night he called me and said, I know you don't care about NASCAR, but I just wanted to let you know that I went, and it was awesome. The race was fantastic, and Chase Elliott winning uh, was great. And I said, who? <laughs> yeah, I know you would. You know, your problem is you, you, you know damn well who Chase Elliott is. You just want to feign ignorance because it fits your character. Uh, you know, the Elliott family has been big in NASCAR. The Elliott family has sold a lot of merchandise now. NASCAR has generated significant digital increases more than they ever have before. And you'd have thought that NASCAR would have come through a successful season ending in Phoenix. If you asked in March or April, people said you'd have your head examined. They've had fans, not a lot, because, you know, you don't have a lot of fans when you have 102,000 capacity and you have some. They don't know if they're going to go back to Homestead for the end of it. Phoenix's experience was great. And as far as Homestead, remember those days when you, Andrew Ashwood, and I went? That was certainly a time we will never forget. I was drunk for the entire weekend. I just wanted to say that. Uh, yeah, they, what did you think of uh, college football so far? Are they going to push the uh, playoff back? I, I think college football has been a mess. Well, but here's the same argument about the NFL, just in a different circumstance. Uh, Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, a trial balloon saying, you know, we may have to push it back. And the mess is because you may have some teams that end up playing six games because there's no room in the schedule with the college football playoff right up against it. So the answer now for the first time talking about, well, why do you have to have the college football playoff when it is? Why do you have to have the national championship the second week in January? Why can't you push it back and allow teams to catch up if they've been coveted? It's a very novel concept. There's no reason why you can't do it. You're going to hear more and more about that. Tonight on the bench, Rick will be on and we'll uh, learn how do you get out of a $365 million contract uh, without any scars like Canelo Alvarez did to Golden Boy and DeZone. We'll see you tonight on the bench, Rick. Great job. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. We were busy watching Portugal beat Croatia with a late goal, 3-2. Cam, who do you like tonight in the uh, matching games? Buffalo laying the fat wood against... Uh, Bowling Green and Kent State laying a chunk against the Zips. What a disaster. But we're going to bet these games. I'm taking the Akron (laughs) Zips because I'm a psycho. And I'm thinking about taking Buffalo in that game. I haven't decided yet. I was kind of leaning both dogs, but I'm thinking I know Buffalo runs the ball, but that offensive line and running attack should shred those guys. So lean to Buffalo, but I bet Akron. I think that number's a little bit weird with that Akron game. I think they uh, probably lose by three touchdowns, but cover 27 against the Golden Flashes. They covered against Ohio, if you I know. Uh, throw in that kind of number. But uh, Western Michigan whacked them 58-13. And then uh, I think Buffalo's looked pretty good so far, all things being equal. Carver High likes betting on Buffalo. They won 42-10, 49-30. Uh, yep. So they're putting up numbers. So we'll see what happens. Always uh, good to have two games on tonight instead of no games at all. I don't care who's playing. I'll be watching Cam. Good stuff. Check out Cam Stewart and uh, Marenzi. Top of the hour with the great game time decisions on SportsGrid. Thanks a lot, Cam. Have a good one, guys. All right. There you go. All right, Carver. Hi. Uh, We're back at it now, and we're going to dive into the NBA. We were talking a lot about this last night because the story broke. When we were on the air on a bench on Sports Grid Radio overnights, the Drew Holiday deal to the Milwaukee Bucks, and uh, it was hot on the bench last night. Yes, it was, as the Bucks are making a lot of moves, Scotty, trying to get the pieces in place to keep Giannis around for a long time. Let's do the Pelican side here. Uh, they trade Drew Holiday to the Bucks. They get Bledsoe. They get George Hill. They get three first-round picks. Uh, take a look, Scotty, what the Pelicans have done now the last two years, trading A.D., and trading Drew Holiday, they end up getting uh, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and six first-round picks and three pick swaps. That, Scotty, is quite a haul when you consider they already have Zion. Uh, but it's like Mitch Lawrence said to you last night, you need to do something with those picks. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm not uh, all in line with what he said because uh, no one mocks Danny Ainge for having – uh, you know, a cupboard full of picks. Uh, everyone always talks about how Boston had all those picks and you have all the leverage when you have all those picks. If you're smart, like I think Griffin is, I think they've got a cachet of picks now over 22 picks uh, in the first round over the next several years. That's insanity. They can do whatever they want with those picks. Now I agree with Mitch Lawrence when he says it's what you do with the picks. 
Well, exactly. But it's not like uh, they don't have them. In other words, he was like, well, they have all these picks. What are they going to do with them? Well, they're going to do a lot more than teams that don't have 22 first round picks. I'll tell you that much. So don't tell me that that guy Griffin hasn't done a great job in the past in Cleveland. He's going to do the same thing in New Orleans. I think the Pelicans uh, are a hot commodity with all those uh, first round picks. They can make multiple trades. They can draft players. They can do whatever they want. I think they're in a position of power. And from the Bucks side of this, they also, of course, get Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Kings in a sign-and-trade deal. So you, you add Bogdanovich and you add Drew Holiday. Take a look at what the Bucks are going to be able to roll onto the floor here, Scotty. Holiday, Bogdanovich, Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez looks a lot different than the lineup that we've seen have great regular seasons the last two years and come up short. In the playoffs, I ask you this, Scotty. Will this be enough to keep Giannis in Milwaukee to sign this Supermax? You know, I'm leaning yes. And uh, I think Robin Lopez has opted out. He's not going to be on the team, it looks like, unless I'm crazy. But I love the Bogdanovich snag to go with uh, Drew Holiday. Drew's a complete player. He does everything phenomenally well. And Bogdanovich is just a pure shooter and scorer. And I like what he brings to the picture. I got to tell you, I said this last night on the bench on Sports Grid Radio. I don't believe uh, in in Bledsoe's game. I, I thought he was a better college player. I thought he was faster, leaner. Uh, I think he's turned into uh, too much muscle for me. Like his body, he's like jacked and ripped. And I didn't think it helped his game at all. A lot of people think if you're shredded that you can you know, be more physical and get to the hole more. I think what it did was um, it made him sluggish. I know it took away his J. He's got no jumper. Uh, the guy doesn't score. I won't deny that uh, Bledsoe's tough. But that's not what the Bucks need is toughness. What they need is a, a guy like Drew Holiday that's going to do it all on both ends of the floor and that can finish and that can shoot and that can facilitate. And I didn't think Bledsoe was doing any of that. I think that uh, George Hill is going to be huge for the Pelicans. Veteran that can shoot the three, can drive, can handle the ball, doesn't make mistakes under pressure in the playoffs in crunch time. They need that veteran leadership because, uh, for the most part, the only guy they got is J.J. Redick. So I think adding George Hill to that piece helps that model grow uh, with Redick and him, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, veteran presence leadership. You can't just have all these young kids. I mean, Ingram's incredible. Zion's incredible. But I'm not sure they know what they're doing. So you got to have somebody around there that's been there, done that, and that can teach these kids how to do it. Another one from last night, Scotty. This is a sneaky good trade, too, and it kind of got lost in the cracks because of all the stuff that the Bucks were doing. Uh, the Rockets start to kind of strip everything down. They send Covington to Portland for a first-round pick in Trevor Ariza. You know, you put Covington, Scotty, with Dame and McCollum, uh, that's not a bad piece for the Blazers uh, to get a little bit better next year. And, you know, he can uh, shoot and he can do a lot of things. Uh, remember his tip in and, and uh, offensive board in the playoffs. The guy's an incredible player around the, the low block. He can do some things and can leap out of the building. And I got to tell you, uh, I think Trevor Ariza's shot. And I think Covington's got all kinds of game left. I think Trevor Ariza used to be really good. 
he just doesn't seem like, in my opinion, like, you know, when is the last time you saw Trevor Ariza matter and do anything in the NBA? It's been a few years. I think he's uh, been wiped off the map. I think Covington's a great snag for them, and I'm sure they're glad uh, that they got rid of him because Ariza doesn't matter anymore. I don't think, you know, this isn't the Ariza that played in Houston before. So I think they got fleeced. Now it looks like, Scotty, we'll have to see what else goes on with Houston because now there's the two pieces, Harden and Westbrook. Things are starting to heat up. Uh, I saw some reports today that uh, there's been, that you know, terms have kind of been made between the Rockets and the Nets, but the trigger hasn't been pulled yet. Uh, James Harden to Brooklyn, Scotty, certainly sounds like it is getting closer and closer. And you add into that the other story on TMZ today, uh, which said that Harden wants out of Houston because of Rockets' ownership supporting Donald Trump, which is why Westbrook maybe wants out too. So you add that into the mix as well. Well, I think that's ridiculous uh, that that would be a reason you would leave uh, because of supporting uh, politicians or who's in the White House or who isn't in the White House or who won't leave the White House, who's going to leave the White House, whether he likes it or not. I think that's ridiculous. I think this is about uh, Harden didn't want to play with Westbrook anymore. Here's the deal, though. We've gone through this a thousand times on this show. I'm not going to keep beating the same drum. This really boils down to, for me, what are they going to get for him? I mean, if you ask me, if you're going to trade away Harden to the Nets and as a franchise, the Rockets, and you're going to give your superstar player to the Brooklyn Nets, then literally I think the entire roster of the Nets should be going to the Rockets. I mean it. Levert, Allen, Harris. Uh, every single player that has any skill whatsoever on that team should be going to the Rockets. You cannot trade James Harden for picks and a bag of donuts. You've got to get uh, some quality star players. And I think Lavert is exactly that guy. I think Chris Lavert has turned into a badass. They should also get Spencer Dinwiddie in the deal. I think the entire uh, Nets team should move to Houston if they're going to give yes, up they, Harden. Let's face facts. Just, just Harden, uh, Harden, Durant, and Kyrie. Just play three on five every night. They're not going to have anybody left uh, after they get finished with all these deals, that's for sure. Uh, the Knicks are hesitant to overpay Fred Van Vliet. Um, honestly, Scotty, we know this. The Knicks have to overpay anybody. Uh, if they want Fred Van Vliet, they're going to have to overpay him. It's that simple. Are they going to seriously go into this draft and once again have no players on the team at all? Not one star veteran player. They Leon Rose, Worldwide West, all this nonsense I've been hearing about the new Knicks and the whole world is changing in New York on Broadway, that the Knicks are back in business and ready to bring in star players. And you're going to tell me they're going to go to that draft tomorrow night and they haven't gotten one player? They haven't gotten Russ? They haven't gotten Van Fleet? Who are they going to get for Christ's sakes? I mean, honestly, and you know they're going to butcher this draft. They ruin everything. I don't care who's in the front office. Honestly, God could be running the team, and they still wouldn't get any players to play at the Garden. It's unbelievable. The Knicks are the laughing stock. Everyone makes fun of them. It's so embarrassing, and I root for them. It makes me sick to my stomach. I think they are going to get Westbrook. I just see kind of we'll the signs are pointing there. I think that they will get him. The draft is tomorrow night. We'll do a lot of draft coverage tomorrow, Scotty. We'll do a lot with the props. Quickly, though, I do give to you the odds right now 
to go for the number one pick overall. So, right, you've seen some some, some say LaMelo Ball, some say Anthony Edwards. At FanDuel right now, both of them minus 110 with Wiseman right there behind him at 6-1 to one, and then everybody else after. It seems like Ball's the guy, Scotty, but it also sounds like anything could happen in terms of trades by tomorrow night for that top pick. Well, look, I, I think Ball's the best player. And I, you heard me before. I think Obi Toppin's better than Ball, but he's not going to go before Ball. I think Obi Toppin's going to be the best pro-ready player uh, in the league from uh, the jump, no questions asked. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Carver, we still got some more NBA skinny before we uh, jump into some other stuff like Maction games. Yes, we do. A couple other things. Uh, Avery Bradley sounds like his time's going to be done with the Lakers, Scott. He's being coveted by uh, the Warriors and the Bucks. Uh, we'll see if Bradley's going to be out. He didn't play for the Lakers uh, in the bubble. They won without him, so no big deal there, right? Uh, DeMar DeRozan opts in to his $27.7 million player option with the Spurs. We'll see if they do end up dealing him. Uh, opting out, Nuggets forward Jeremiah Grant. He was going to make 9.3, thinks and he, and he knows he's going to get more than that on the open market. And uh, Andre Drummond opts in to 28.7 million. He's hoping to get traded. And uh, Christoph's Porzingis, Scotty, going to miss the start of the year with that knee injury. So a lot of guys opting in and out of these salaries before we hit free agency on Friday. Porzingis reminds me of my dog, uh, Boston, who blew out one knee. And then the doctor said he's got a 60% chance to blow out the other knee. And he lasted about three months and he blew out the other knee. He's just like Porzingis. He blew out the knee. He had a 70% chance to blow out the other knee. And he blew out the other knee. And he was actually playing great ball on his fixed knee. And now that he's going to have two uh, toothpick knees, you wonder about the rest of his career, what he's going to be like. He's going to be Manute Bull. I give to you now, Scotty, the uh, tentative schedule for this upcoming 2020-2021 NBA season. So here's how they hope it's all going to shake down. December 22nd, opening night. Uh, March 3rd through the 10th, they're going to have an all-star break but not have an all-star game. So why not just call it a break? Instead, they're calling it an all-star break. Regular season ends on May the 16th. Uh, they're going to do the play-in tournament again for the 7 through the 10 seeds from the 17th through the 21st. Sweet. First round, uh, semis in uh, June 7th, conference finals June 22nd, and the NBA finals are going to end about a month later than they normally do, July 8th through July 22nd. So there you go, Scotty. You've got July covered now. Uh, with the NBA playoffs. So the NBA finals right after the fourth of Pharrell. All right, I'll sign yes. up. What do I care when they play? <laughs> I want the NBA to play. I want college basketball to have uh, May Madness, whatever it is. I just want to see everything come to fruition. The college football playoff, all the sports, Masters in November. I didn't care. I love the Masters. The Breeders' Cup. I don't boxing, UFC, 
We've had everything. Stanley Cup finals. I'm good with everything. And I got no Hanta. I'm I'm good to go. And since you mentioned that, I will tell you, I still see Bill Daly and Gary Bettman running around saying that they think that they're going to start on January 1st. I hope they're right, Scotty. I, I really do. They keep running around saying they're going to start hockey. Uh, in the first week of January. Let's hope that it happens. Uh, let's go to college football now, shall we? Maction tonight. Only two games. The third game, which was Miami of Ohio against Ohio, uh, was canceled due to COVID reasons. But we have some major spreads here tonight. Buffalo, <laughs> who's 2-0, and are laying 31.5 against Bowling Green, who's absolutely dreadful. They're probably the worst team in the MAC, total 58 and a half. And then you've got Kent State laying 26 and a half against the Zips. Big rivalry here, Scotty. You know that when the Zips and the Golden Flashes get together, that anything can happen uh, between those two squads. So, two very big spreads in the MAC tonight, Scotty. What do you like? Well, when it opened up, I, I got better numbers, right? So, I got Buffalo uh, minus 30 and a hook, and I got Kent State at. Uh, minus 22 and a hook, and it moved all the way to 26 and a hook. You're talking about uh, dangerous numbers here tonight. I'll say Buffalo's got a better chance of covering the number than Kent State does. I'm going to take them both. I'm going to lay it both and cross my fingers and hope to die because I'm going to be sweating that out. I hate covering that much wood uh, in a game with such average teams. I, I don't, you know, Buffalo could ring up bowling but i still don't like i'm not you know overwhelmed by the bulls and i certainly don't trust kent state to cover that 26 and a hook against akron like we talked about with cam stewart they covered against ohio uh they lost 24 10 so uh, ohio's better than kent state uh, you know typically so uh, i think it's gonna be very dangerous to cover to uh spread in both those games but i did it anyway what do i care you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, honest to God, don't matter to me like Saturday and Sunday do. Uh, I can live with – last week I went 4-2 and two and I was jumping up and down uh, when I hit the Western Michigan last-minute fake spike score to win and cover the two and a hook. So I'll take what I can get from these crazy matching games. I know that you like uh, watching me and listening to me sweat out uh, these crazy bets that I put on the matching games on Tuesday and Wednesday nights when we're doing uh, Pharrell on the bench. So I'll tell you what we got tonight. I'm going with the team totals again tonight, Scotty. Going with the team totals. Buffalo over 44.5 and, and Kent State over 41.5. So instead of laying all the points, I'm just going to root for those teams to score, score, score. We've got a couple of player props as well. My boy Dustin Crum uh, from Kent State was good to me last week. We're going to try to go over. Uh, Denny passing Crum. yards again. Denny Crum. We're going to try to go over uh, his passing yards again. Let's get to Indiana and Ohio State. We'll be talking about it all. We do the song first. You have to open us with the song. Go ahead. Sorry. Yes, uh, and now I know it because, you know, you didn't really know the Indiana fight song because whenever you'd watch their games, they would never score and be able to play it. Now they're good again, Scotty, and that's a great right. thing. We can hear the Indiana fight song once again. Uh, first, the coach, Tom Allen, 21-point spread at Ohio State. I don't care what anybody says about this stinking game. So, uh, coach, 
already not concerned. And I do have for you, Scotty, how about your quarterback, Michael Penix Jr.? They also asked him about the big spread against Ohio State or that they were big underdogs. Here is what Penix had to say about that. Wow. It's nothing new to us, you know. Um... We, we we were like this, you know, with with other teams that we play early on in the season. But um, we don't really look at that, you know. We just focus on what we can control, you know. Just go out and practice hard. Just make sure that we prepare, you know. Obviously, it gives us a boost, you know. Um, you know, when we see those things, we we brush it off. But it, it definitely give us like a lot of confidence. It just makes us feel like, you know, we we just got something to prove. That's how we play every every week. We play like we got something to prove and a chip on our shoulder. So that, that's just how we play, and that, that's that's how it's gonna be. But um. You know, we really don't, like, focus on that too much. We just go out and play our football. That's what I'm talking about. Let's get it done. Let's take on those Buckeyes as a shoe. Let's get it done. Let's go. Headbutt. Ooh. Let's see if they can stay in the game, Scotty, on Saturday at noon. The noon kickoff for Indiana and Ohio State on Saturday. I'm excited for it. I know that you are. I give to you. I I did not get to get this to you yesterday like we normally do on a Monday. We were very, very busy. Uh, I give to you today the uh, AP Top 25. You love these early in the week to see all the things that go matter. Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson number four, Texas A&M five, Florida, and then the two teams that we definitely keep our eyes on Cincinnati and BYU, seven and eight. I know how much you love the Bearcats. Uh, Indiana at number nine and Wisconsin at number 10 to finish the top 10. Uh, any, anything there to you stick out, Scotty? Yes. Uh, I think, like, you know, AM's game got canceled because of the COVID. I, I have a new rule, like Bill Maher, new rule. If your team has uh, COVID, you get thrown out of the top 25 every week that you don't finish your game. So they're number five in the country now thrown out of the top 25 for not following COVID haunts of protocols. You lose back to the bottom of the barrel. It's going to be, and I saw somebody bring this up today, Scotty. It's going to be interesting because the Pac-12, we've seen a bunch of games already get get whacked. Uh, And I know that this week, the only one so far, and hopefully it stays that way, is Arizona State and Colorado. But they have two teams there that have a lot of aspirations in Oregon and USC. If they get games canceled, they're already playing like six games. If Oregon misses a game, how can you put them in the playoffs, Scotty, if they only play five games or play six games? It just doesn't seem uh, you know, right. So if they, these Pac-12 teams miss one game, they're going to be screwed, right? I guess. And the whole thing that caught me off guard is when you said USC. USC is not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. They played Arizona State and Arizona, and now they're playing for a national championship. Calm down. Uh, Oregon's the only team with a shot. People like to say that they do have a shot because they're USC. And if they did go undefeated, and let's say they did beat Oregon, uh, that maybe people would put them in. I don't agree with those people. I'm just telling you what those people say. Uh, the updated Heisman Trophy odds on FanDuel. We like this because our guy from the Florida Gators, Kyle Trask, has been able to take advantage of what? Trevor Lawrence not playing. He is now your leader at plus 200 on FanDuel to win the Heisman. He has been excellent, Scotty. But I think now is the time because I don't think that they're going to dock Trevor Lawrence for missing those two games. I think now is the time. If you want to bet Trevor Lawrence, you can get him at plus 250 because he could tear it up the last few games. 
Yeah, you're probably right. I think it's going to come down to, obviously, those three. We'll see what Fields does against the Hoosiers. All I know is I don't care who wins the Heisman. I do want to see uh, Florida beat Alabama. I would like to see that. that we that's all want to see that. That's what everybody well, that's wants to see. Well, and at least go. it was nice of them. At least it was nice of the guys, uh, Sandro, to put uh, Derek King and Ian Book uh, on the updated Heisman odds this week, so we could feel good, even though they both have. I love Derek no King. I love him, but <laughs> listen, no uh, I think he's awesome. But and he's the reason the Canes are where they are, and how they're winning, and how tough they've been, and they're winning big games. Except they got their ass beat by Clemson, so he'll never get it. No, you're absolutely right. And one more for you: the updated national title odds. That's right. Uh, who has the best chance right now to win it all? Alabama and Ohio State, surprise, surprise, at plus 200, plus 250 for Clemson. And then I see Florida, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Indiana. Where's Indiana, Scotty? Why is it Indiana? The undefeated Hoosiers. How do they have that cheater fickle in there over the Hoosiers? Indiana beat Cincinnati's ass. Well, See you run up the score on the Hoosiers, you backstabber. And and this is why you can't take these things like too too crazy because they've got Georgia and Miami up there on that list ahead of Indiana. All it takes is one Indiana win at the Horseshoe this Saturday, Scotty, and they will go flying up the up the rankings and up the odds at FanDuel. Uh, that is clearly our game of the if week. If Indiana we beats Indiana. Ohio State, they're going to win the Big Ten. That'll be that. Exactly. Exactly. You're 100% right. Uh, you mentioned it, Texas A&M and Ole Miss. Uh, that game is off uh, for Saturday. I was looking forward to that game because Ole Miss has been scoring a ton of points, and I wanted to see them, uh, their offense and Lane Kiffin go up against Texas A&M, but unfortunately, uh, no good for us. Uh, right. Did you see the Premier League is going to have the fans back before Christmas? You were talking soccer earlier. Yeah. Premier League will get fans, they think, back in the stadiums by Christmas time. Uh, yeah, I didn't think that was going like, to happen, to be quite yeah, honest Nothing with like having a bunch of drunk English fans at the soccer games during the holidays, starting fistfights in the stadiums everywhere, Anfield. Sounds like a great idea. Nice job by the Premier League. Let's let all the lush drunks back in. <laughs> My guy, Luka Modric, getting it done for Croatia today. Unfortunately, they could not finish the they job. They lost. He done. He got nothing That's done. That's my guy. That's my That's guy. guy. You know he lost. How's that? My boy Ronaldo beat his ass. How's that L? Taste. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, game time coming up uh, here at the top of the hour. We'll see you tonight at 10 East, 7 West on the bench on Sports Grid Radio. And on our YouTube page, just search Sports Grid Radio. You can watch us do the show. It's very exciting. Uh, I have to tell you some very interesting news. Uh, Division I athletes hit a record 90% getting degrees within six years. And actually, like, almost 30% higher graduation rates than the normal, regular student body. And I found that to be stunning. Uh, Stunning that the athletes are graduating 
at 90% over six years, as opposed to like 67% of the student body graduating in five years. So athletes are getting their degrees. It may take them an extra year or two, but they get it done. Whereas the normal fat, lazy, drunk college student that smokes bong rips all day, it takes him five years and he's not getting the degree, only 67%. That's staggering to me and mind blowing because I always thought, student athletes were stupid and i didn't mean that in a mean way i just knew that i was a student athlete and i was stupid well that's okay <laughs> this is a good thing to see it's nice that they're taking their studies seriously All scotty right. and they want right. to get now that degree. very important here carver high because you and i've been working on our tag the halls with balls of holly fa 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 row CDC urges people to avoid singing at holiday gatherings. No more yeah. Christmas carols at the Carver High Estate. We're not yeah. having it. Plus, my my plus, my 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 Irish family ain't going to be happy with that. People getting mad at Lightning Assistant Jeff Halpern for having a bash at the Don Cesar in uh, St. Oh, Petersburg at uh, Honestly. Uh, Clearwater Beach. He had a bash and everybody was drinking out of the Stanley Cup and people were making out and getting naked. Sounds like a good time to me. Sounds better than Mafia's wedding. I mean, this is this is come on a super spreader event on the beach with the Stanley Cup. The guy's got it one day for his entire life. Let him live. Listen, Mafia's wedding was awesome, but listen, naked chicks at the beach, uh, drinking out of the Stanley Cup, making babies—that sounds like a blast. I'll see you tonight on the bench. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.